This episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by U-Turn Audio. Brilliant sound starting at 199 bucks. Everyone deserves a remarkable listening experience, and you'll get it with U-Turn Audio. Check them out at U-TurnAudio.com. Hey everybody, Pat Francis here. Just want to let you know that the first four minutes of the show, I was not mic'd. So, I did fix it, and we jumped right back into the show. No editing. Please bear with us for four minutes. Please listen to the first four minutes as it introduces our guest today. And that's it. It's not unlistenable. It's just not perfect the way I like it. All right. Enjoy. to be this is small town music this is big town music he's ahead of his time you know but he can't use it if only he could prove it well tomorrow's just a song away a song away a song away hey everybody welcome to rock solid the comedy podcast for all things music both new and classic i'm pat francis and this is your monday bonus episode the topic great songs from bad albums or good songs from bad albums. I don't want to put pressure on people to feel it has to be great, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, think Poison. All their albums are shitty. All right, joining me today, I have someone sitting in. I absolutely do. It's not Mike, it's not Murray, it's no one you know. It's a brand new person. And he just told me how to pronounce his last name and I'm gonna try to remember it. Please welcome one of my new friends and coworkers, Chris Kasenji. Hello. Did I say that right, Chris? Yep, you did. Chris, this is fantastic to have you here. You're the first Trader Joe's employee to be behind the mic. Now, you weren't my first choice. I was hoping to record with Tammy prior to this, but this episode has to drop at a certain time this coming Monday, mm -hmm. so I needed to get it uh, locked and loaded. So that's why you're here. Chris Kasenji. Chris, tell everyone how old you are. I'm 19 years old. 19 years old, which means at 59, I'm 40 years your senior. Yep. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Are we co-workers or are we friends? I'd say we're friends. Look at that fucking A. This mm -hmm. is what I like. All right. Now look, Chris, when I talk to you at work, I don't feel like I'm talking to a 19-year-old. I don't know. I, you, you seem older than 19. And I don't mean you seem 38. I mean, you seem like you're, you're you know, 23, 24-year-old. Why is that? Have you always been maybe an old soul? I mean, honestly, I could see myself. I mean, I grew up basically with my brother's friends and my father's friends. I just tend to get along better with older people. I mean, not calling you old or anything. Yeah, no, it's, fine. It's, it's okay if you do. It's okay if you do. Um, and Chris, Chris is uh, Chris is taller than me. He's uh, he's got better facial hair than me. He's got oh, 100 percent. 100. He's got a better head of hair than me. 100 uh, percent. And um, but I really enjoy talking music to you, and I really enjoy hanging out with you. And I tell I've been telling people that for me, this Trader Joe's job has like reinvigorated me. Like I feel I feel more vital. I feel more youthful. I never didn't feel like that, but I just feel a little bit more propped up now and i really enjoyed coming to work and hanging out with you guys so i just want to say thank you right up front for uh for uh, whatever you call it en engaging me or, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, whatever whatever you want to do it humoring me 
Uh, maybe behind closed doors you make fun of me. I don't know. No, I don't. But, um, yeah, I just, um, yeah, I enjoy your company. Uh, did you drive my favorite car here today? Of course I did. You're obsessed with that car, actually. I'm obsessed with it. Tell everyone what, what car you have. Right, so currently, I'm driving a 2008 smart car, uh, two for two. It's a, it's a little, it's like a go kart. It's a little, um, little go getter. You know, gets like 40 miles per gallon. So I'm not gonna complain. I'm going to try to go over here and see if I can... All right, go on. for it, of course. Ah, uh, this makes me mad, Chris. It's all good. Stop it. I have all day. I feel like I was saying good stuff, and now... Like, you go ahead, talk. Yeah, does... All right, here's the deal. There? Here's the deal, folks. Hopefully I came through on Chris's mic, because I'm a loud talker anyway. <laughs> if not, I'll try to uh, enhance that audio. But I don't want to. I don't want to try to recapture uh, what I just said because it was from the heart. No, of course. I don't want to be phony. I don't want to be fake. I want to be like that. You drive a smart car. That's yep. what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I, it's so tiny. It is. But when you're inside it, it feels like it you're. It feels in like it. like a normal car. I like, made Chris take me to lunch the other day. I said we're taking. We're going to lunch. We're going to drive that smart car. I had to. It, oh yeah i love it 100 percent. and you know one of the main reasons i did allow you is because you bought me lunch but well, okay <laughs> i had to bribe him i'm like if i buy you lunch can we drive around that car uh and we did and it's low to the ground i love it i love everything about it if, if i i wish i had that car are you giving it to me is that what's happening here today it depends on your retirement <laughs> for sure okay i'll keep it for your retirement all right all right i'll i'll, I'll take it do you think there's an age that where people should not be allowed to drive i think if you're honestly there's some 80-year-olds that are very healthy. Yeah. I think once you're pushing 90, I think got to cut it. But I feel like they have to make the driving test a little harder mm-hmm. for them because people yeah. like my grandpa, I don't know how he's driving, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's driving I, around. I do think that there's an age where you should have to take your driver's test every every two years. Oh, 100%. You know, if you're, I don't know if it's 65 or if it's 70, you know, if they made it 60, I'd take my driver's test next year, but... Uh, I really do because it's uh, there's a lot of people out there that should not be on the road. Oh, it's it would be like a better safety hazard if there's less people. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Maybe less accidents. Less accidents, but at the same time, there's a lot of younger people that cause a lot of issues as well. I, I don't agree. know how they get their license. It, it's funny. Uh, Rita is she'll be 19 in October. She just started to take driving lessons, and today was the first day I took her out. She's had two driving lessons from uh what do you call it a company driving school yeah, yeah. like drivers is that how you did it or did your dad just teach you right out um you know i just grew up in the mechanic shop that's right your dad so, yeah. yeah so, so you kind of just, just yeah, always just knew. Did it by your myself. dad was probably like yeah go over and get that car and pull it in chris that's exactly what it was all the time okay so i had read out today for about eh, about 45 minutes she did pretty good she actually did really good i wasn't nervous i wasn't grabbing the what's the little bar above the window what do they call that i just call it the death grip the death grip yeah <laughs> i didn't i didn't white knuckle it we we didn't go on any major roads we just drove around through the neighborhood but she did really well and uh, she was confident, maybe a little too confident, but but it was good. When she first started, was she like pressing the brakes pretty hard? Because I feel like everyone does that when um, they first start. No, I'll tell you what she did do though. When we when we were done with the drive today, and we pulled in the driveway, she 
She was pulling up. For this. She was pulling up, and then she hit the gas, and we started to. Fl- I'm, I'm like, oh, here we go. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna drive right into the house, and then she quick put on the brakes, and I was like, all right, that was the only bad thing you did today, and please never do that again. But uh, no, she was good. She was good. But um, yeah, I'm a little skittish though. I learned how to drive in small town Pennsylvania, and you know, there's. You could lie in the middle of the road, and no one's going to hit you. <laughs> no one's going. Yeah, I've but noticed that it's, it's a little dangerous out here. I've noticed that when I'm in like other states, mm-hmm. uh, people don't drive like they drive here. No, like especially in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, when in here, like when it's a yellow light, you're going to get in the middle of the intersection. Yeah. you're going to try to make that turn over there. That's illegal. Yeah. So in a way, that's kind of helpful, but I could never do that. I'm always in a rush. <laughs> no, I mean it's uh, yeah, it's so. There's so many things there's so many things that you have to teach a new driver that you just know that you've been doing for you know how you got your license when what you were 16? Yeah, 16. Yeah, so you've been driving for 3 years now. Mm-hmm. But you know, legally. Legally you've been driving for 3 years. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you're you're aware of everything. You you're looking around at all the things, but like with a new driver, I have to tell Rita, "Hey, even though there's even though the light's green, you should still look because mm-hmm. just because yeah, it tells know. you can go there's, I said it only takes. I go. You can be the best driver. It only takes one bad driver to mess you to up. To fuck it up. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, hopefully everything will go smoothly. Uh, we have the driver's school because I can't even imagine taking them on the one hundred and one the first no, time. Th- that 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 is that's one of the worst freeways oh, I've ever been on. It's there's always one lane closed. There's construction all the time. Yep. Bumper to bumper. Yep. I, I hate it. I play uh, I play a poker game once a month with my uh, with my, all my comedy friends and um, my friend Chip lives uh, near Burbank and you know the game will end about you know one in the morning sometimes a little bit later and mm-hmm. all I want to do is get on the one one and come home and sometimes I get on there and it'll be like I'm like why is it stopped why is it well, a dead I, stop I, I, early that morning I, I know. like it's crazy one I time know. I was uh, came from Disneyland with like school trip. Mm-hmm. I'm like it's 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 two a.m. No one's gonna be there. <laughs> bumper to bumper, bumper to bumper, and it took oh it was now like a thirty minute, forty minute drive. It became yep. an hour and twenty. I was like, I want to just go home. And on my way home, I almost crashed. I was sleeping behind see, the wheel. See, that's what I mean. Like when I'm at my friend Chip's playing poker, I, so I should check my app to see what it's like, and then just stay at his house and leave at six in the morning. No, or at five that point, in the morning. Yeah, yeah at that point, because why not? Why not, Chris? If you have nothing to do, I got nothing why not? to do. I got nothing to do. Uh, now, Chris, there's another reason you're on the show. It's not, I just didn't randomly yank a kid from uh, <laughs> from produce and ask him to be on the show. You are actually a musician. I am. Uh, you sing. I do. And, and you, your band, does your band have a name? Yes, we do. What are they called? It's Livewire. Livewire. Mm-hmm. Oh, from the Motley Crue song. No, more like the ACDC song. Oh, better. Good. Yeah, You're better. smart. Um, and you guys do some Zeppelin covers. We do. We do Zeppelin, Hendrix, um, Pink Floyd, Sabbath. Yeah. And you sing the these stuff. songs. You sing the Zeppelin stuff. I do sing the Zeppelin stuff. It's crazy. You showed me some video of you doing it, and uh, I was quite impressed, because those aren't easy songs to sing. No, but you know, I feel like I have a God-given gift. There you go. So Look at that. It, it came easy to me. I got a couple lessons. It just felt like a waste of money. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it yourself with just anything. To do it. You got to keep just pushing and pushing. I lost my voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know hundreds of times. Oh my god, my family would love it if I lost my voice. They would <laughs> think that was the best thing ever. Last night, my wife told me I was annoying, and I said, "Now look, I've always been annoying. 
I was annoying when we met. I was annoying when you said you would marry me. I, I was annoying when you married me. I go, so this isn't a new thing. You can't all of a sudden you can't like just bring this up out you of can't you, lean, you signed the contract. You can't lean into this now. And she just says, oh, that's true. You were always annoying. So I go, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and do you play any instruments? I play the bass, some a little bit of guitar. I can play The Wizard by Black Sabbath on the harmonica, but that's about it. <laughs> All, right. All right. And you need that in case you're going to pull that one, put that in one in the oh, set list. Of course. Uh, I actually gave you, what's that book called? I gave you, I got a galley copy of the new Geezer Butler autobiography, which is not out yet. It won't be out for another month. It's what's it called? Into the Void, From Birth to Black Sabbath and Beyond. And, uh, and I'm lending that to you to, uh, to read and then... Uh, I'm not forcing you to read it, right? You want to read that. Oh, of course I want to. Into uh, the Void is one of my favorite songs. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't even know that was a Sabbath song, so thank you. Thank you for telling me that. Well, now you uh, know. One of my first questions, if I, because I'm supposed to interview Geezer, and if I, but sometimes it falls through, but right now I'm supposed to. My first question is going to be, uh, why was his name Geezer when he was a teenager? Why was that his nickname? That, that, that's, I don't understand. And I'm going to ask him how he feels about having that name now that he is a Geezer. The tables have turned on him. I know, right? The tables have turned Manis- on Manifestation. <laughs> uh, okay, Chris, so the topic today is a great song or a good song from a bad album. Uh, you didn't send me a list, but you have some yeah. that you're just going to call out. Also, my friend Dave Festini, hold on a second. I texted him because he usually sends an intro in, and I asked him where this in- intro was from. Uh, he's texting me. He emailed, he emailed it. All right. I have to look that up. This makes for good podcasting and good radio because, uh, I'm looking something up. Chris, how long have you worked at Trader Joe's? About three and a half months, four months now. And how are you enjoying it? I'm honestly, it's in the beginning, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) it's, it's it's a little rough. Rough in what way? In the sense that. Some of these people that are training you, you're like, how did they have this job? How are they doing this? I don't understand how they, they're doing this. No, look, this is okay. We won't name names. We won't name people's names, but I do know what you're talking about. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, yeah. There's, there's some people that are really great at their job, and then there's, uh, and then there's other people. Oh, yeah. How yeah. do you think you're doing right now? I think I'm doing good, but, I mean, they're a little upset at me. But <laughs> why are they upset at you? It's because of my uh, scheduling. I mean, I'm trying to focus on school and my career, and they're just trying to keep booking me for 40 hours a week. I, I'm not complaining, but as soon as my grades started dropping, I'm like, no, I, I can't do this. I'm sending Dave a text that says, uh, he said, did you find it? I said, I did not. Please email again as I'm recording right now. <laughs> It'll get here. It's all good recording right now and dave's intros and songs are always really good so there i'm sending that i hope he sends it and now a word from our sponsors hey folks pat francis here from the rock solid podcast want to talk to you a little bit about u-turn audio let me tell you something i own a couple of these orbit turntables brilliant sound simple design pure analog experience they come in a multitude of colors They look cool. They sound even better. You got to get one of these. And you know what? If you want to make your listening experience even better, I recommend plugging in a pair of their Ethos-powered speakers. Look, the turntable has a built-in preamp. All you do is plug these things in, turn them on, drop the needle, and go. Old-school analog power that fits on your bookshelf. 
ultra-low distortion, amplification meets classic speaker design. We are talking about Ethos, high-fidelity stereo speakers that deliver immersive analog sound. The link is in the description, but it's easy. U-TurnAudio.com. Now back to the show. All right, Chris. What else can I ask you? Uh, I enjoy the job. I enjoy when you and I get to work side by side. That's well, always a fun time. That's always a fun time. We just uh, we just crack wise. Uh, you get the humor. Uh, you also make me laugh, which is good. Um, it makes the time fly by. It makes the time fly by, right? It does. When you're working with some uh, someone you don't enjoy, oh, ugh, it can be death. It's horrible. I just pull it out. I just make them talk, and I just pull it out of them. There's 100%. a um, there's a guy that works uh, in the morning in the in the morning crew. Uh, look. Got to be careful, you can't be listing names. I'm going to list names, <laughs> but here's what I'm going to say. The morning crew, they they might come in at four. Did they come in at three? Did someone come in at three? I think the mates come in early that early. Yeah, there could but... be people there at three mm-hmm. and at four. Yeah. And the earliest I've ever come in is five, five to one or six to two. Now, when I walk in at five to one, I'm wide awake. I'm like full on, you know, I'm at least, I might not be pat at a 10, but I'm at pat at an eight. And the rest of everyone else, they're still at like a two. They're all groggy. They're all groggy. They don't want to talk. They don't want to engage. And that's how I get through the day. That's how I like to do it. So there's a there's one guy that works on Frozen. Uh, he's younger than me. And, um, and just so quiet and just so just doing the work and going through the motions. And then I got him talking one morning about music. I said, do you like music? It turns out he's big into music. That's so awesome. so he just, he opened up in a, in a way that he does not open up to other people. Because other people yeah. would say, they'll go, hey, have you ever worked with Blank in the morning? I'm like, oh yeah, that, that dude's great. He loves music. They're like, how did you know? I'm like, because I just engaged him. <laughs> I just wore him down. And um, so now whenever I work with him in the morning, he'll be like, uh, he'll immediately like, Hey, did you hear this? Did you hear the new Neil Young album? Or did he hear? He's like you too. He he knows the classic oh, rock nice. stuff. So yeah, I'll tell you who it is after the fact. And um, I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Okay. Right. Well, okay. we can discuss it after. Okay. So yeah. So mm-hmm. I I uh, yeah I enjoy it. I enjoy him. So it's fun. Uh, okay. I did get Dave Festini's um, intro and everything. So we're probably gonna lead with him because I Go have it because I haven't imported it. What I do, Chris, is everyone sends me their intro and a song. And then I'll import it into my iTunes library, old school. And oh, that's what we, we have that file ready there. We have that file. We yeah. just go in order. But I'm going to just play his file from the email that he sent. Right. So this is Dave Festini. He's actually, if you're uh, at the time of this record, uh, there's an episode out right now, Foreigner 4 versus Journey Escape. And it's me and Dave. We go, we, we, we make the tracks, like track one from one album goes against track one from the other album. Oh, that's and, that's awesome! And then at the end, and it has to again has to be an album that has to be two albums that you can uh, at least compare. Yes, for example, Foreigner Four, it's the fourth Foreigner album. Yeah, Journey Escape is the fourth album with Steve Perry. Uh, so, and Journey really came into acclaim with Steve Perry. With, so, yes, hundred percent. Um, both of these albums were released in 1981, within months of each other. Both albums have to have the same amount of tracks, and they both do. 
they have 10 songs. And it's so funny because sometimes the album that you think you like better isn't always the album that wins because when you go track one against track one, you know. Individually. You, yeah, you could have a monster track against some dud, you know, or mm-hmm. there'd be some deep album track that you're like, oh, I fucking love that song. And so you pick it. So it's really fun. What have we done so far? We've done, we did Def Leppard versus Bon Jovi twice. We've done mm-hmm. Foreigner 4 versus Escape. And the next one we're going to do is the Asia debut against, yes, 90125. Okay. Yeah, and, then we're, and then we have some other ones coming up down the road. But it's really fun. I'm really enjoying these uh, versus episodes. And I never thought that almost 13 years into doing this that I might stumble on to a new topic or a new format thing that, uh, that would be super fun. But... That's what I like about the show. It can be about anything. Well, of course. And that's what I love about music. Like, yeah. there's so much mm-hmm. music out yeah. there that you can find something new. Even if, I mean, you've listened to that album yeah. over and over right. again, you can find some like deep cut and be like, hold up, let yep. me listen to this again. Oh, you'll like this, Chris. Uh, one of the matchups I'm going to do later in the year is Blizzard of Oz versus Holy Diver, because those are Ooh. both the albums. That's, that's Ozzy's Ozzy's first yeah. album after leaving Sabbath. And Dio's first album after leaving, leaving Sabbath. And they both have the same amount of tracks. I think it's eight or nine. And uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. That will be interesting. Off the top of your head, you'd pick Dio because you told me Dio's your favorite. I do, but I also love Randy Rhodes. And Blizzard of Oz is pretty great. It's a pretty damn good album. Get ready, Festini. Get ready. All right. Speaking of Dave Festini, let me turn up the... Uh, I'm reaching over to the mixing board. All right. I'm just going to click uh, play and let's uh, see what happens. Dave usually attaches his song to the intro. I hope he did that today. Hello, Rock Solid fans. It's David Festini here in northern New Jersey. And for the good uh, good song, yeah, good song. I wouldn't say this is a great song, but it's a good one. It's a solid one. So uh, for the good song, bad album episode, the year was 1989. And uh, as you might know, I'm a big, big Foreigner fan. And Foreigner founder Mick Jones released his... Huh. Now that just stopped. (laughs) And I don't know why, but it just stopped. That's very strange. At 28 seconds, it stopped. Let me click play. Huh. All right. Well, look. People know that I do not edit stuff. So I'm going to... I'm downloading the file. I'm going to reopen it. And we're just going to start it up again. Right, why not? And again, I'm not I'm not editing this out. I wonder if my internet wonder if my internet went out. Maybe that's what happened. Now that was me dropping the file onto the desktop. Perfect. You heard that? Pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know if it's cool. Someone someone will sample that in the future. All right. Okay, his whole file well, his whole file was five minutes long, which means he did include the song, but he included it in its entirety. Okay, I'm just gonna take it from the top. Here we go. Pretend like we never heard it. Take two. Hello, Rock Solid fans. It's David Festini here in northern New Jersey. And for the good uh, good song, yeah, good song. I wouldn't say this is a great song, but it's a good one. It's a solid one. So uh, for the good song, bad album episode, the year was 1989. And uh, as you might know, I'm a big, big Foreigner fan. And Foreigner founder Mick Jones released... His one, and and subsequently only, solo album. Hot on the heels of Lou Graham's solo album, which was excellent. So you could imagine a Foreigner fan like myself being very excited about this, uh, this album coming out. 
The album boasts several impressive collaborators, including the likes of Billy Joel and Carly Simon. Sadly, though, those contributions could not save this steaming pile of hot garbage. The last track of this album is called Johnny Part One. (laughs) Thank God we didn't get a part two. The single from this album, rumored to have been co-written by none other than Mick Jagger and featuring Billy Joel on piano, is actually very enjoyable. It is good. It's part of the reason why I thought the album would be really good. It's called Just Wanna Hold, and it goes a little something like this. Oh, uh, and always, Pat, thanks for letting me be part of the show. Absolutely. I'm going to pause this for a second because you've never heard this song. You've never heard Just Wanna Hold no, by the lead guitarist of Foreigner on lead know. vocal. So I'm going to be asking you these songs that you haven't heard. I'm going to ask, be asking you your uh, opinion as a, as a teenager. All right. When do you turn 20? Turn 20 in December. All right. Do you, do you, do you drink at a teenage age? Do you drink? Yeah, that, that's certain occasions. I mean, All right. it's kind of customary in my culture. I mean, if your grandpa offers you, why not drink with All right. him? So you're paying, like if you had, could you go, could you at home tonight, you live at home, could you have a beer? Oh yeah, 100%. Your parents would be fine with it? They'll be fine with it because they know I'm not drinking. And driving. And driving or I'm not drinking to get drunk, it's just one to enjoy with the family. Just to chill out. Yep. All right. Good to know. Don't offer my kid drinks. Okay, right, here well. we go. <laughs> Literally, you seem 30 and Rita seems 10 to me. Is that, it because she's the, tiny? Maybe, maybe. All right. Have you worked side by side with Rita? I haven't. Right. I mean, yeah. She says you're nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. No, she is. She's very nice. And I, I'm, I'm no nice person, so. <laughs> Here's Just Wanna Hold by Mick Jones, 1989. Good intro, Dave. I remembered you sending me this, and I don't know what I did with it. Sorry. That's a nice pop song. I really wish that they would have taken the Lou Graham solo album and the Mick Jones solo album, put them together and made a great Foreigner album. But, you know, this is what we got. And I know a lot of people like that Lou Graham album. And it's good, but it's not... I don't think it's great top to bottom like a Foreigner album is. But anyway, that's just one to hold. Let me go to the kid. I call him the kid. Uh, I don't call him that. Chris, uh, what would you think of that song? Be honest. You, you don't have to say you like it or not like it. I mean, it, it's a solid song. It's not something that... You know, gets me like excited, like mm-hmm. damn, this this shit's amazing. But right, I mean, it's a it's a I I can I can groove with it. Now, that's the good song, so you can probably assume that yeah, that might be a bad album. Yeah. <laughs> Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. 
Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, coming up next, uh, I did ask a couple of guys from the classic lineup to participate in this. So let's hear a little bit from our old friend, Mike Siegel. Here we go. Cued it up. Going to let it fly. Here we go. Playing it. Hello, Rock Solid listeners. This is Mike Siegel, also of the Rock Solid podcast. And when Pat asked me to do this little assignment, pick a great song from a bad album, I responded with, hey, why don't you just pick any ABBA album? (laughs) Because uh, those of you who know that the ABBA singles are timeless and awesome, but the albums, the whole album, woo, a slog. A lot of filler, a lot of crap, <laughs> but the singles, yeah. timeless. I agree, too. So basically, I'm just saying, just get the greatest hits with ABBA, and you're fine. So I'm not going to pick any ABBA single. Just know that any ABBA album could work. But the only one I'm going with is the first one that popped into my mind, which is probably going to be a popular choice. I probably won't be the only one. But it's from Queen's Hot Space album. It's Under Pressure, which is, I think we can all agree, a timeless classic. Queen with David Bowie. And it probably stands out more from the album because it was recorded at a different time and put into the album. I think it was released earlier before the album dropped as well. And if anybody knows Hot Space, it's no, it's a very disco album, very cocaine-fueled Freddie album. And it just, you know, longtime Queen fans, especially the rock fans, did not like this album. And I got to put myself in that camp. I did not dig it, but of course... Under Pressure is awesome. So, my choice for the great song off a bad album is Under Pressure. Well, this is an undeniably great song. Oh, yeah. 100%. I always try to think of a song that I feel like everyone would like across the board, like everyone in the world, and I always think that this is one of those. It's easily one of those. Yeah. It's very recognizable. Okay, you take the Freddy part. I'll be, I'll be Bowie. We're not doing that. All right. Now, here's what I'm going to say about this. First of all, 100% a great song. Chris? Oh, easily. Chris, turn around, if you can, and look at the coasters that I have on that table. What do those four coasters create? It creates the album, Hot Space. Yeah, the Hot Space. Over there on the shelf, uh, those are all vinyl albums that are brand new. Uh, when, I'm, when I mean brand new, I mean they, weren't, they were purchased brand new. 
And on that shelf, I do have Hot Space. And I just pre-ordered another copy of Hot Space on yellow vinyl that's going to be released, I think, in a month or so uh, as a Walmart exclusive. Because I love the album Hot Space. Did I like it in 1982 when it came out? No, I was lukewarm on it. But as I've gotten older, I just love it and love it and fucking love it. So I will not fight anyone when they say it's a bad album because I think most people do agree it's mm -hmm. a bad album, including my, my friend David Gutierrez. But uh, I'm just saying for me, I, I really, I just really have come to dig it. But good pick, Mike Siegel. Um, that was a very good pick. It was good, right? It was actually one of my picks. <laughs> I know. I, that's what, yeah, I know. You yep. did tell me that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was actually one that Chris had. Chris, do you have one that you want to call out right now that I can find? One of them is it's, it's by a band I'm not too fond of. Okay. It's, it's a great song, in my opinion, is Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. All right. Now, look, let me tell you something. I am, uh, I, I don't like Motley Crue anymore. They're, they're, they're assholes. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I have all their music. I have all of it digitally, but I sold all my physical. I didn't even want it on the shelf. Fuck those guys. Is and it? here's what I'm going to tell you, though. The album that this comes off of, which is Theater of Pain, is a fucking disaster oh, of an it album. Is it is horrible. the shittiest album. It's <laughs> unlistenable. But because of this one song, that fucking thing went platinum. It might have went double play yeah, platinum. Yeah, just because of one song? Just because of one song. Because everyone, girls bought this because of this song. But it is a disaster of an album. I'm gonna have to look up the track listing and see if there's anything else that I would even play off here. But until then, that's a great pick, Chris. It's perfect for this topic. Home Sweet Home from Theater of Pain. All right, that Vince Neil can't sing at all live, but somehow they, they can get a they can get a performance out of him in the studio. Oh yeah, that, that sounded great in the headphones. I think he's just not as high when he's singing <laughs> in the studios. How great did that sound in the headphones, though? It sounds amazing. Okay, and so I'm looking at this album. I mean, okay, I, I fucking hate. I never liked "Smoking in the Boys' Room" that song, so I don't like a remake at mm -hmm. all. Fuck that song. Uh, the track that kicks off this album. City Boy Blues. I think I like that okay. And then all these other ones, I don't even fucking know. I, the, louder Than Hell, Keep Your Eye on the Money, Tonight We Need a Lover, Le Use It or Lose It, Save Your... I don't even know what these songs are because the, I know that these have never stuck with me because no. this album fucking sucks. It does fucking suck. Chris, if I was close enough to high-five you, I would. Just uh, we'll do one in the air. We'll there just we do go. an air high-five. Air high-five for that you. That was great. It's fucking great. It's exactly what the kid's supposed to bring and he doesn't. And, uh, and I'm proud of him. I'm proud of you, Chris. Thank How you, old's your dad? 
He's 59. 59, same yep. age as me. Same age as you. How old your mom? She is 53. A little bit younger. Mm-hmm. A little All bit right. younger. All right. All right. And siblings? I have an older brother. He's 25. All right. And that's it? That's it. What does your older brother do? He works in this, um, it's kind of like a, like a lab where he formulates. Math? Does it math? No, no, not math. It's okay. not like Walter White in Breaking right. Bad or All anything. Right. But um, he formulates like some CBD gummies for like pain relief and all those things for big companies. And I'm, I'm proud of him. Did he go to like a pharmaceutical school or something for this? He just got a biology degree. All right. from there, that's, that's what, what he does. That's what he and does. does he enjoy his work? He does. He does enjoy it. Okay. That's the number one thing to like what you're doing. Oh, of course. Um, that's what I always tell people. Try to try. It's very difficult. But try not to do anything you don't like. Then you're going to be stuck with it and you're going to be miserable. Because yeah. look, when money's going to come. If you enjoy something, yeah. you have that mindset, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to enjoy this because I have a game plan. And you're going to make that money. But if you go into something and you're just like, man, I don't want to be here. Yeah. I'm just doing this because I have to. Right. You're going to put yourself down. You're not going to, you're just not going to want to do it. And you're not going to accomplish anything. But people don't understand that. They don't. They Look don't. at the knowledge this kid has at 19. Can you believe it? Kid was raised right. Your parents raised you right. Um, yeah, that's how, I mean, look, now I've been very lucky. I've, I've been very charmed that I've never really done anything I didn't like or didn't want to do. A few times, yes. Sometimes, you know, you got to pay the bills. You, yeah. you got to do that. So sometimes, but really, I've really tried to, you know, to never do that. Now, this new job at Trader Joe's, I did not know if I was going to like it. I'm going to be honest with you. The, the second day, I was standing uh, in, the, in the store and I looked around the store and I was thinking, could I do this, could I do this for 10 years? You know, if, I, if I'm physically able to do it, could mm-hmm. I do it for 10 years? And I was really, I've taken a hard look, you know what I mean? And then I said, absolutely, absolutely I can. Because again, I find it to be enjoyable. Because if I didn't like it, probably find another job but I really do like it I really enjoy it and I know um, some people I talk to some of my friends are like do you really like it like you say you like it I'm like yeah I'm not you know me it's very enjoyable helping people is fun it's always fun I'm gonna say that tell me if this percentage is is about right I think only about 5% of the customers are assholes say more than 10% 10% 10%, oh right that's fair but that means 90% of the people are nice. They're nice people. You know, they don't cause you a hard time. No. Obviously, there's going to be those assholes. Right. But honestly, I was shocked. Working and yeah. I used to work at Crumble Cookies. And, <laughs> I don't uh, even know what that is. It's, it's this little like chain owned right. by Mormons. Right. Just, are they good? the cookies yeah. good? The cookies are um, they're pretty good. And you didn't bring any today? No, because I don't work there anymore. All right. Well, usually the co-host brings a treat. I'm kidding. That's not true. <laughs> if you if you were going to schedule for yesterday, I had a whole like half of an anniversary cake with some donuts because I was coming from a picnic. All right. Keep going. So anyway, uh, <laughs> you were saying about, and, and the customers that... Customers there were horrible. But think about it. I'm working with a bunch of high schoolers. I'm one of the oldest ones. Yeah. I'm the only guy there. So customers would come in angry, and I, I was the one that had to like tell them, put them in their place. Like, it's a cookie. It's a fucking cookie. It's a fucking cookie. Jesus You're really gonna Christ. get this fucking pissed over a cookie? Yeah, yeah. Come on, it's unbelievable. And I love the customers that tell us at the register how much they enjoy coming to the store. 
it, it like makes your day. It really makes your day. Like they'll go, I love coming to Trader Joe's. You guys are so, you guys seem like you're having fun. And I would just say, it's not an act. We are really having fun. We are really enjoying it. So, of course. Anyway. It sounds cultish, but it's, I don't know how else to say it. It's really, it's no, fun. It, it's a job that a lot of people really want. That's, that's what uh, yes. I've noticed. Yeah. And I've, I tried getting it for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. It took me a while. The reason I did is, you know, I like I like visiting the store, so I'm like, why not work at why it? Why not work there? And once I'm working there... Now, I don't know if fun. you've noticed this, but I've noticed this. Since they hired me, they have not hired anyone else in my age bracket. No. So was I the quota? I think so. I, think, I said this to someone the other day. Now, this is going to be patting myself on the back, and I apologize for a humble brag or whatever you call this. But I said to someone the other day, I go, you know, they haven't hired anyone in my age bracket since they hired me. And, it, and the person said, I forget who it was, they said, well, you've set a new standard. They, oh, need, yeah. to, they need to find someone that has the energy and, and whatever else it is that I have. And they go, that's going to be... You know, that's what they have to look for now. They just can't have any, any just hire an old person. Year old. No, no. It's I mean, be the pat standard. And again, I'm patting myself <laughs> in the back. I'm giving myself a compliment. That's odd. But anyway, let's move on. Um, most of these episodes, when people participate, it's, it's dude heavy, even though women do listen to the show. Um, we don't get a lot of women participating with the intros. And uh, by the way, I hope you need, don't need to go anywhere because we're only one song in. No, no. <laughs> we're I'm two good. songs in. I'm, I have all the time I need. But uh, this next person, Beth, has been participating recently. Uh, she's in, uh, new to uh, to the Patreon and all that. And she's really good. I love her intros. She's really fun. And she's got a fire. She's feisty. So let's listen to Beth. Here we go. Uh, turn up that volume and click play on the thing. And it's going to play. Hey, y'all. It's Beth Kimmett. Personally, I don't really have an artist that has good songs and bad albums because if I like an artist and I check out their songs and their songs are trash on their albums, I'm probably not likely to go and search for more stuff. So I kind of lose interest pretty quickly. I'm kind of a full discography or nothing kind of person. So my choice is a bit more objective. Um, My artist choice is Lindsey Buckingham. I think the masses don't like his work Um, (laughs) i'm pretty alone in my lindsey buckingham fandom which is fine but um the album go insane is objectively terrible i actually hate it um there's like three good songs it's really just a hunk of shit and i think that he deserves prison for making that prison it's so bad so my song choice is from that album it's the song slow dancing this song is really good um but the album is trash, and if anybody hasn't listened to the album, don't bother. It simply just kind of sounds like a kid throwing stuff. It's bad, but this song is good, so I hope you guys like it. She's right. This album is not good. It was the only one I didn't own a physical copy of either, and so I was on the hunt for it for years, and I found it for like 20 bucks used, and I did buy it because I'm a completist that way. Oh, of course. Yeah. Let's see if the whole album was like this. I could get into it, you yeah. know? It's really only got like three songs I like. This is one of them, though. 
people might not even like this song. All right. Now, Lindsey Buckingham, I mean, he when he's with Fleetwood Mac, he's great. And when he does these solo albums, they're... How do I want to say it? Like, they're so... Exp- they're almost too ambitious and too experimental for me. Like, every Lindsey Buckingham solo album, except I'm going to say the last two things he released, which was the Buckingham McVie album, is fantastic. I love that top to bottom. And his most recent solo album, I think just uh, just about a little over a year ago, just called Lindsey Buckingham. I love that top to bottom. But all the other solo albums, I literally like four songs off each one. It just... And look, he's an artist, so he can be experimental. Yeah, he can do what he wants. But don't complain when Stevie Nicks has all the hits uh, because she's making hits. Because she's she's sticking to she's the stick, roots. Yeah, she's sticking to what's in her wheelhouse. She's not going crazy. Above and I understand. And, and I understand if you if you want to be experimental and you want to try that stuff, feel free. Let me ask you: How are you temperature wise? I'm actually a little chilly. I'm I'm doing fine. You're good. Yeah, so I'm good. I shouldn't turn the fan off. You're all good. It's completely up to you. Doesn't we'll leave it on. Me. I'll tough it out. Fuck you it. Got it. Tough it out. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up is a friend uh, from Canada. Let's hear what he's got for us. And you like slow dancing, so okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep telling me if you like the song or not. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Pat and Rockstar listeners, it's Mike Drew from just outside of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I had a real problem selecting a band for this because most bands that I have in my iTunes, etc., my collection that I like at least one album or I consider one album really good or great. Uh, and Pat, I disagree with you on Poison because God I think it. Uh, Native Tongue and Crack a Smile are actually both really solid, but uh, I know I'm in no. the minority there. No, um, yeah, you so are. what I did was I looked through my iTunes and I looked for bands that I didn't have a full album from. Oh, good idea. And uh, the first one, starting in the A's, was the band American Hi-Fi, who I actually really like. But I decided to choose the title track from their 2010 album, Fight the Frequency. Um, hope you like it as much as I do. All right, look after each other. Take care. Giving me a little Green Day slash yeah, it is. It's a, it's definitely a '90s uh, track. I like that song a lot. Good job, Chris. I'll take your not Chris, uh, Mike. I'll take your word for it that that's from a bad album. But that was a good song. Well, so good. good song, yeah. All the songs today should be good. Yeah, of course. That, it's that's good songs, <laughs> bad albums. They should all be good. So so far, I think it's everything's it's been solid. Par. Um, yeah, I I mean I own all the Poison albums. Crack a Smile has way too many songs. It's got like 20 songs. So 
I don't, I can't agree there. Native Tongues got 15 songs. I do not like all the songs on Native Tongues, so I do agree, disagree with Mike. But I will play a Poison song since they were like my inspiration for this. And it's from their, it's the title track from their first album, which again has some great tunes, but all 10 songs are not good. But this one's great. Title track Look What the Cat Dragged In. Is it going to play? Is it playing? Here it comes. Got a foot in the gutter and a foot in the grave. Wow. Love it. Did you like that? I did. I did. But You don't have to like it if I like it, Chris. No, I just want I to tell you that. It, it, right. It's catchy. It's catchy. Yeah. But I'm going to have to... It's not... <laughs> it's not your thing. No, no. It's fine. I, I agree when Dio said that poison kind of ruined, <laughs> ruined that whole era. Is that what D, did Dio, Dio... Dio said something along that. Yeah. It, they're a f- fucking fun band live, but you... If you have a greatest hits, you're covered. Mm-hmm, you you are, are covered with Poison. I doubt that there's going to be a deep album cut that you need from Poison. No. Yeah. All right. Coming up, uh, it's another one of our listeners from uh, from uh, out of the states. Oh. I, it's it's always it's always amazing to me because I forget I put this show out and I forget that you can listen to it all Anywhere. over the world. Yeah. Maybe. What if we had an intro that was sent in like from another planet? That would be. That's what I'm trying for. Like, you know, this is, this is Bezo. <laughs> I am participating. <laughs> One know. of my favorite songs. <laughs> uh, happens to be a holiday song. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right. This guy has attached his song to his intro. So let me turn up the volume on the mixing board. And uh, Hello, you- Pat and the Rock Solid listeners. This is Ian Beresford in Berwick-upon-Tweed, Northumberland, England. With my choice for the latest Patreon created episode, mm-hmm. songs, uh, artists with great songs but bad albums, and sticking with your hair metal theme part by of Poison, I'm oh. going to go with Warrant. Yes. Uh, and their song, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Great song. Uh, I know the band probably gets a bit of stick as well, but I, I quite like some of their stuff. Now, did he say the band gets a bit of stick? Yes, he did. That must be something that they say in his in his Stay native tongue. Mm-hmm. Native tongue is a poison album. Oh my god! Okay, I'm going to back it it's up a little bit. So I, up. Yeah, I want to hear him say that again. The band probably gets a bit of stick as well, but I, I quite like some of the stuff. I hope everyone enjoys it. I hope everyone's well. Thanks as always for the great content, Pat. And speak to you again soon. Enjoy the song. All right, here we go. Just follow the record, let's get the story straight mm-hmm. Uncle Tom was fishing, it was getting pretty late Out on the side was them above the mission Well, where they say you got no bottoms And they take you down a hill
All right. First of all, I love a story song, and there's a story here, and I love it. That fucking song just fucking beat Poison's ass. It did. It single-handedly it, just fucking that kicked it, them in the fuck, ass. I haven't heard it for so long. That's going to make me not want to go listen to a Warren album, but it's going to make me want to go find a Warren Greatest Hits. Jesus Christ, Ian, that fucking song kicks ass. It does kick ass. Uh, Rock and Peace, Janie Lane. We lost him. He, you know what? It's funny because he he died in a in a motel right down Ventura Boulevard. Like r- we could walk right there. Right down the street. Right down the street. It's it's the one that's right up from uh, from the Chick Fil A. Oh, right there. Yeah, right there. Uh, it's been many different hotels. I think it was a Best Western at the time, but uh, yeah, poor guy. Um, just alcohol did him in. But uh, fuck. It's always the alcohol. Yeah, it is. That's why your parents let you have one beer at home and just chill out. Of course. Um, <laughs> that, meanwhile, behind me, I have all the celebrity alcohol that you'll ever want. I got some Sammy Hagar stuff. I got uh, some Ryan uh, Reynolds gin. I got some Cheap Trick vodka over there on the shelf. I barely drink it. I just collect it. It's nice to look at. It's pretty. It is. It's nice bottles. Uh, you like that song, too? I did. Fucking kicked ass. That fucking kicked ass. Did kick ass. All right. Uh, let's hear another one. And then I'll let you jump in again. Hey, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is Brian Raisin from Appleton, Wisconsin. One of my favorite Greatest Hits albums that I got on iTunes is The Best of Seal from 1991 through 2004. I think Seal's voice is outstanding, and his hit songs are really catchy and unique. However, I can't seem to get into any of his full studio albums. I know some people consider his first two albums classics. I mean, he has an anniversary tour coming up this summer supporting him, but I usually skip around to just the hits. Seal 2 was actually one of the first CDs I got, based on Kiss from a Rose, but outside of that and Don't Cry, there isn't much that I still listen to. His albums up until 2004 all had a hit or two like Crazy or Waiting for You that are really strong, which helped make for the excellent Greatest Hits collection. Since the hits of the 90s and early 2000s, he's released a few albums, including two collections of soul covers produced by David Foster, and most recently... A standards album. Boo. There's some good stuff there, but it doesn't compare to the strength of his earlier hits. Part of what hooked me on the Best Of collection is he re-recorded acoustic versions of all of his hits. Kiss from a Rose is a great song in its original form with the oboe, but the marimba and harpsichord added on the acoustic version give it a fun twist. Hope you all enjoy it. Take care. I wonder if this is the original vocal or if he re-recorded the vocal. Sounds re-recorded. Sounds good, though. It does sound really good. Love remains a drug that's the high and up the bill. But did you know that when it's slow, my eyes become larger? This was from the Batman Forever soundtrack, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, the instrumentation is cool. The new stuff they added. All right, so uh, Brian Raisin is telling us that the Seal albums blow. 
but you can find a track here and there. So again, maybe a greatest hits uh, artist. Of course. Who doesn't love that song? That's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a really good song. What is, uh, what do you got for us? You got something? How many more do you got? I don't want to, I don't want to ask you for one and then you not have one. I don't want to catch you off guard. I got like, I could think of like three more. All right. It's two to three more. Tell me what you got right now. Right now, as a huge Sabbath fan, Never Say Die from Never Say Die. All right. That that's one for sure. All right, so that's a bad album. That's a bad album. Was that the last one with that Ozzy? That was the last one with Ozzy. You could just tell that it was going downhill. Is this more? Is did they try to be more poppy? Were I, they trying to be more? Uh, you know, like get on radio more. I think so, and especially with their previous one, Technical Ec- Ecstasy. I yes, yes, that one was very trying to get into the radio. I do like this album cover. It is cool. It's, it's a, cool it's album a badass cover. album cover, yeah. but this album sucks. All right, here we go. I know this song. the drum sound on this it's a little little weak a little thin yeah that's a great song fucking mic those drums idiots what the fuck they like especially come on yeah Bill Ward Bill Ward you gotta hear those things yeah, but that song, it's like classic Sabbath sound to it. Yeah, and then but the rest of the album, album stinks. It just stinks. Johnny Blades not good. Uh, Shockwave, Air Dance, Swing the Chain. The sad thing is, I can't even think of those that's, off the top of my that's head. That's what I mean. That's that's when you know it's just like those those Motley Crue songs I read. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Fucking bullshit. Um. What do I, am I going to jump in here? No, I'll play one. I'll play one that was sent in by a listener. Uh, sometimes uh, people, I try to tell, I tell them to try to keep their intro 90 seconds tops. Some people have a backstory about why a song means something to them or why they picked it, and that's cool. But then some people just try to get the intro out as quick as possible, and that's what happened with this guy. He's got a 20-second intro. He's going to get right to the song. Get right into it. Okay, so let me turn it up on the mixing board so we don't miss any of this. Here we go. Hey, Pat. Joe Reynolds from Philly here. Awful album. <laughs> Nine Lives by REO Speedwagon, right. 1979. A great song off the album is Back on the Road Again, my opinion. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> This is a great song. It's not even sung by the lead vocalist, Kevin Cronin. It's sung by the bass player, Bruce Hall. This is a staple of the live show. To this day, they still do it.
Now that guy's telling his old lady that, hey, I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. I got to get out there. I got to get back on the road. I got to make money. I got to get the adulation from the fans. Right, Chris? Yep, no lady likes to hear that. Nope, no lady wants <laughs> to hear it. Uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was talking to, uh, I'm not going to say his name, a uh, comedian friend of mine, really popular comedian, really funny, uh, been my friend for geez, 30, over 30 years now. Uh, he's recently remarried to his second wife, and he was telling me that um, she's not that happy when he goes on the road. And... He's like she knew this before when you know when we got engaged. Uh, he goes, but she didn't realize the extent of him being gone every weekend, and you know it's not going to break them up. But no. he's just like you know, uh, she comes out. He brings her out a lot because he lo- he loves her. He wants her to come out, uh, so he brings her out with him a lot of those weekends. But uh, but yeah, the weekends that she can't, she's like kind of bummed. But that's I mean that just kind of means she misses him, I guess, right? Yeah, there's not nothing wrong about that. no. But, um, but yeah, he's so fucking funny. So good. Uh, now, this Nine Lives album by Ario Speedwagon, it comes right between two of their best albums. Uh, an unfortunately titled album called You Can Tune a Piano, But You Can't Tune a Fish. Uh, that was the album that was before this, and it had the hits uh, Roll With The Changes and Time For Me To Fly. It's a really good album. So, and then this one kind of brought them down a little bit. But then the next album which I think is their 10th album. They finally hit it big with an album that's right there, signed, Ario Speedwagon, High in Fidelity. So yeah, this was, Nine Lives was a bit of a dip. Uh, the cover artwork is horrendous and uh, a couple good songs, but Joe, I'm not going to fight you on that. It's, uh, it's not a very good album. All right, moving on to, is this our second and only other female voice today? I believe it is. She just sent it to me today. My friend Martina, she lives in London. Martina, when I'm there this summer for Wimbledon, we'll try to, I was going to say hook up, but that could be in a whole new thing. So we'll try to get this together day for lunch. Age, you this day and age, you can't say it. Hashtag me too. Here we go. <laughs> hey there, Pat. It's Martina O'Boyle checking in from London. I thought I'd go with the first thing that popped into my head. Might not even be fair, but this is uh, from a debut self-titled album released in 1996. My boyfriend and I, at the time, really liked the single, so we thought, let's just get the whole album. I'm sure it's really good. Got it home, liked the single, loved the single, did not like the album. And the album went to number 83 only. It was certified gold. It's from Duncan Sheik. So this single went to number 16. You probably know it already. It's barely breathing. That car noise was from Martina. I hope she wasn't driving while she was recording that. I remember this song from 1996. Chris, how old were you in 1996? Um, 1996? Yeah. I was in my dad's balls. I know what all right. you're doing. <laughs> I see it all too clear. Perfect. I only taste the saline. Kiss away your tears You really had me going Wishing on a star The black holes that surround you Are heavier by far I believed in your confusion So completely told Do you know this song? It must have been I've heard it. Today. I think when he gets to the chorus, you might know it. Born. There's not much to 
From what I hear, this album sucks. I wish I would have called this episode uh, more Frankensteinish. I wish I would have called it just uh, uh, song good, song album good, bad, bad. <laughs> album bad. Uh. Everyone's killing it, though. Everyone's killing it. And this next guy really kills it because I cannot agree more. And the band he's going to play, it, the band's Genesis, and I fucking hate this album. I But it's got like two great tracks. He picked one of them. But I fucking hate this album. And I own all the Genesis albums. And I'm talking, when I say I own them, that usually means physically. Like, mm -hmm. you, I can touch them. We can hold them. So here we go. Might be the same song I had in mind, too. Ooh. Here. We'll see. wonder if it is. We'll see. Don't lie. If it's not, don't lie. No, no. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Okay, here we go. Hey, Pat and Rock Solid listeners. This is Rob McKinnon in Little Britain, Ontario, Canada. My selection for great songs, bad albums, is Genesis. I think they have a lot of great songs, but I don't like any one of their albums, especially the Peter Gabriel prog rock bullshit albums. So All right. Now, I, I, I disagree with him there. I do like a lot of Genesis albums, but this guy, he's hardcore. He doesn't like any of them. Okay, let me back it up a little bit. Just a couple seconds. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting. I do that a lot. Here we go. Gabriel prog rock bullshit albums. Sorry, Genesis fans. I don't get it. The Phil Collins albums I like a little bit better, but I'm still not too keen on any of them. Ironically, I prefer the Peter Gabriel solo albums to the Phil Collins solo albums, so who knows. Anyway, I picked Misunderstanding from 1980's Duke. I think this is a great song, and I love the image of the guy standing in the rain, waiting for hours, thinking there's some kind of misunderstanding, when dude, she's not coming. She stood you up, <laughs> and she doesn't want anything to do with you. Thanks for the opportunity to participate, Pat, and have a good day, eh? Was this the song you picked? Yep. It was. Mm -hmm. The fucking Duke album sucks. It does. What's the other song in here? Turn it on again? Is that on this album? I think so. I gotta look it up. Don't, don't quote me on that. I don't though. want to give misinformation. But this fucking song's great. There must be some it's also an album I pull out a lot to try to listen to and think, maybe I was too hard on it. Nope. Nope. Put that right back. Yeah, turn it on again is the other song on there. Yeah, I fucking hate this album. fantastic song on buried on a shit album nice job they, everyone's killing everyone it you're right everyone it. is killing it a lot of times there's trouble when we do these episodes chris but it's a pretty simple topic it's a pretty simple topic mm -hmm. um and i did change it up originally i said a good song from a from an artist who has no good albums and that was just too it's a that was hard too difficult so i uh i changed it you know part way through i think a couple people uh, coming up still think uh, or still did there so early before I changed it up a little bit. So that's fine. That's fine. But um, 
All right, next up is, oh, here's uh, another person from the classic lineup of Rock Solid. It's our friend Murray Valariano. Let's hear what Murray's going to lay down for us. Hey, guys, Murray Valeriano, host of the For What It's Worth game show and sometime co-host of Rock Solid. Uh, how's it going? I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I hope all is well. Pat asked me to send in a good track off a bad album, and so I immediately thought of this album from 2004 by The Elected. The Elected is a very incestuous band with, like, Rilo Kiley, The Postal Service, Death Cab for Cutie, so you can imagine just the pompous and arrogance of that music. Uh, I heard one track off of it. I loved it. I bought the album, and then the rest of it sucked. But when I woke up this morning, I couldn't find the album. I couldn't even find the song I liked. So I jumped on Rolling Stone's 50 Worst Albums of All Time, oh, and I good. read their list, and I found Ratitude by Weezer. Now, I know there's a love-hate relationship <laughs> with Weezer on this podcast, uh, especially from Kyle Dotson. I got no problem with them. I like everything I heard by them. Um, so, uh, apparently this is a bad album, um, according to probably Kyle and Rolling Stone, but I love this song so much. I originally saw him do it on The Tonight Show. It's called Parentheses, If You're Wondering If I Want You To, No Parentheses, I Want You To. So here it is, my good song off a bad album, especially if you ask Kyle Dotson. All right, let's see if this is a good song, Chris. That is some solid production on that song. For Weezer, of course. Yeah, they, uh, that, that kind of kicked out. I like that song. Now, again, I don't know that album, so I'll just take everyone's word for it that it's a bad album. But I did like that tune. Did you like that tune? I, I can't take Weezer seriously. All right. I have an inside joke with all my bandmates, my friends. All right. We always just joke about Weezer. And there's a whole, like, like memes about Weezer. Yeah. There's always a band that's the punchline. It's yeah. a, a Nickelback. You know, it, it, it can be Rush. It can be Yes. It can be Asia. And it can be Weezer. There's always bands mm-hmm. like that. Toto is a punchline many times. Yes. But all right. Yeah. But uh, the production was good. It was good. It was produced good. Now, here's what's weird. That song came out in 2009, which by my math is 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. You were five in 2009. I was, I was six. You were six. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sit right with so me. So weird. So weird. And I was born when the Beatles were popular. Okay. So, uh, coming up now, this is tough. This is a tough one for me because, um, this guy picked one of my favorite bands, and this band has my favorite lead vocalist, Chrissy Hind. All right, here we go. It's a tough one for you, it's Pat. Tough. It's tough. I'm going to play it, though. Here we go. 
Hi, Pat, and all of the Rock Solid listeners. This is Steve Rice from Sellersville, Pennsylvania, the side of Pennsylvania that is the opposite from where Pat is from. Right. I'm from the West. This is my maiden voyage into participating in the podcast as I've just joined, so go easy on me. And Pat, you may or may not like this because it <laughs> involves one of your favorite people. I don't. I don't like it, Steve. So my choice for great songs, bad albums, is Boots of Chinese Plastic by The Pretenders off of the album Break Up the Concrete. I've been a fan of The Pretenders for a very long time. And have seen them a few times as well. They open up the show a lot lately with Boots of Chinese Plastic. But I can't find any redeemable qualities in anything else on this album. So enjoy. And uh, I'm happy to be part of the family. One, two, three, four... Begging on her knees Illusion fills my head like an empty can I spent a million lifetimes loving the same man Oh, every drop That run through the veins Always make its way back to the heart again And by the way, you look fantastic In your boots of Chinese plastic All right, Steve. First of all, Steve, welcome, and thank you for supporting the show through Patreon. I appreciate it. These Monday bonus episodes are also called Patreon curated episodes, because if you support the show through Patreon for just $2 a month, that comes out to 50 cents a week, and God damn it, aren't we worth 50 cents a week? Uh, you get to participate in these episodes. So thank you, Steve, for hopping on the Patreon. Totally appreciate it. Uh, your intro was perfect. The audio was great. You kept it to a minute, and uh, you picked a fantastic song, Boots of Chinese Plastic. Chris, did you like that song? I love that song. Fucking rocked. But, Steve, I totally disagree with you about Break Up the Concrete. Um, oh, boy. It's a different sounding uh, type of Pretenders album, but man, The Nothing Maker is great. Don't Cut Your Hair is great. Love's a mystery. I love this whole album. Rosalie... One thing never changed. I fucking love Break Up the Concrete. Okay? I love it. Now, for me, I'm going to jump in on here because there is a Pretenders album I don't like, and it's from 2016, and the album is called Alone, and it was produced by one of the guys from the Black Keys, and I'm not a big Black Keys fan or maybe not a Black Keys fan at all, but I appreciate what they're trying to do, but with the Pretenders, this just sounds like Chrissy singing for the Black Keys, and it did not work for me. So I will play a song that I do like off of that album. So I'll jump in with you, Steve, and say, Alone, not a good album, but the song Gotta Wait, I think it's a great song. And then we'll ask Chris what he thinks. Here we go. It's got that Black Keys production. Yeah. This should have been a Chrissy Solo album. Yeah. 
that little it's, fill there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people might not even like that song, but uh, I think that's a good song from a bad album. But again, it, why you heard how great her vocals are when they're out front on boots of Chinese plastic. Why would you bury them yeah. like that? I, I mean, it just it's fucking weird. Gotta let it shine. Not a lot of shine, but uh, anyway. Anyway, Steve, great, and thanks for supporting us through Patreon. Oh, and if you're listening and you're not, what the fuck? What the hell? Have you been listening for 13 years? Eh, $2 a month? Set it and forget it is what I call it. It's going to come out of your bank account. You're not even going to know it. You're not even going to miss it. It's going to be so little you won't even notice. I went to Coffee Bean today and bought a coffee, and it was six fifty-seven. Inflation. That's three months of Patreon. If you don't have a coffee tomorrow, and I know you're having it every day, all right, enough of that. I, I act like I'm angry. I'm not really angry. But uh, seriously. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's my friend Steve-O. Uh, always picks some eclectic stuff. Let's see what he's bringing to the table. Turn up the mixing board. I don't know why I have to tell you every time I turn it up on the mixing board. Uh, maybe it's a drinking game. Every time I say that, take a shot. Hi, Pat. Hi, guests. I don't know if there is one. There's one. Uh, hello, everyone listening in the rock solid world in general this is steve odakerson here and i know a lot of you don't listen to the same music i do i get it i know the stuff i listen to is considered odd or eccentric or however you want to politely say uh, steve listens to weird shit yes yes i do uh and here we have they might be giants they might be giants is one of those bands where out of all the stuff i listen to that's on the stranger side there's a little bit more of a crossover uh flood is a very accessible album that i think everybody who likes new wave can buy and get behind a uh, couple albums later their 12th album the else came out in 2007 and honestly there's a, not a lot on here that i can sink my teeth into except for the last track which is an absolute banger have some fun sing along Check out this song about a fictional band called the Mesopotamians. Thank you for indulging me and my goofy tastes. I love you all. Be safe. Goodbye. But no one's ever seen us. No one's ever seen us. Driving our And no one's ever heard of our band. We're the Mesopotamians. Sargon, Hammurabi, Ashurbanipal. Scratch it all down into the clay Half believing there will sometime come a day Someone gives a damn Maybe when the concrete has crumbled to sand Where the Mesopotamians Sargon, Hammurabi, Ashurbanipal And Gilgamesh All right, so that's They Might Be Giants. It's one of Steve-O's favorite bands. And he's saying that that's a good song off a bad album by a band that he loves. I'm not familiar with that band a lot, even though we did an episode about them here. Um, so I have to take his word for it because that is not in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. of anything I like. Chris, what about you? I did not like that. No. I didn't. It sounds like, see, my problem is it sounds like they're a novelty band. Yeah. So I can't take them serious. It, it does sound like a novelty band. But I don't think they are. Like, yeah, I know, right? But then, you know, is Spinal Tap a novelty band? Or are they fucking heavy metal? That's true. 
<laughs> All right, I'm gonna jump in with a song, and this is just, I, I didn't I didn't have anything prepared. I'm just thinking of songs, you know, on the fly. So I am a uh, non-apologetic Bon Jovi fan. I actually like the newer Bon Jovi stuff better than the classic stuff, and I know that's weird. Uh, in the year 2000, Bon Jovi came back after like a four-year hiatus, and the band released an album called Crush, and they crushed it. It had the single It's My Life. It had just Captain Crash and the Beauty Queen from Mars. It was just an amazing album. What a comeback for them uh, in the year 2000 to be multi-platinum once again. Two years after that, they release another new album called Bounce, and this was not as good as Crush, and I was kind of disappointed with it. But the title track is, I'm going to use the, the terms that the kids use, Chris. It's a banger. It's a banger. It's a banger. Here's the title track from the album Bounce called Bounce, and I wish the whole album was like this. Here we go. Now, of course, every Bon Jovi album is an anthem. I do lean into it. He can sing. He sing. All the anthems are the same. I admit it, but I still love it. I love a song that is positive, and it's like, look, you're knocked down, but that's okay because I'll be bouncing back again. Chris, you can give your honest opinion. Honest opinion. Did yeah. you enjoy that? I did enjoy it, but it's not something that you would play again. That I would play again. No. All right, that's totally understandable. I don't expect anyone that has teen at the end of their age. To enjoy Bon Jovi in 2023. I, I, I do like the earlier stuff. All right. And I do too. I do too. But I don't know why. I think because I'm the same age as Bon Jovi. So what he sings about now. You can relate. More. I can really yeah, relate to it. And uh, and yet I can't relate because I'm not a rock star. I'm not a rock and roller. I'm not good looking like Bon Jovi with that full head of gray hair. Fucking bastard. Um <laughs> All right, where are we at right now? Okay, this is our friend Aaron Kahn. Uh, I don't know what he has in store for us. He always um, puts the intro and the song together, and uh, we always tease him about his intros being way too long, so let's see what he's bringing to the table today. Here we go. Hey there, Rock Solid listeners. Aaron Kahn here again, and I'm here to take part in this Good Song, Bad Album episode. So I heard the last Patreon episode, and the word going around is that my intros are too long. Well, in my defense, I do attach the songs to my intros, but we'll see what we that. can do here. I just said uh, that. The album I decided to choose from for this episode comes from a Beatle. The Beatle in question is George Harrison, and the album is his 1981 effort, Somewhere in England. Now, I recently got this on CD after having a vinyl rip of it for years. 
And I'll say this. I think there's three good songs on here. Everything else ranges from unmemorable to weak. And I think George was trying to get in on the popularity of New Wave, which I don't think he was able to pull off, to be honest. So as a whole, Somewhere in England isn't a good album. But there's one song that many listeners, myself included, come back to. Written as his tribute to the then recently deceased John Lennon, this is George Harrison with All Those Years Ago. I'm shouting all about love Well, they cheated you like a dog, baby With the one who had made it so clear All those years ago Talking all about how to give They don't act with much honesty Hey, Pat, Oops. and everyone at Rock Solid. This is Troy from New York with my great song, Bad Album, pick for the special, a.k.a. is the group. The album is In the Studio from 1984. The one great song is Nelson Mandela, or as I call it, Free Nelson Mandela, which is a total banger. And um, You said banger. You know, really helped, I think, with the cause of it's getting Nelson Mandela out of jail. The rest of the album is just a real bummer. <laughs> and uh, it caused the breakup of the group, which is very sad. And, you know, I think uh, they had something great early on. And I don't know why exactly it, uh, it all kind of dripped away. But uh, if you listen to this bummer album, you get some idea of the bad feelings, I think, that were uh, around at the time. But listen to Free Nelson Mandela. It's a great song. It's lacking. Yeah, lyrically it's lacking. It's, is the word I want to use juxtaposition? It's such a juxtaposition of this happy ska upbeat music. And then, you know, about Nelson Mandela being in prison. Um, are you a ska music fan at all? A little bit here and there, just not, yeah. not too much into it. I think that this band is also known as The Specials, though I think uh, Troy said they were Special AKA or something. But um, yeah, when I, when I purchased it from iTunes, it was 
by the specials, but it is the album in the studio. Um, look, I, I'm not schooled enough in ska to where I could say uh, anything about this. I can only trust that Troy says this is a bad album, but this song is good. And um, did they free Nelson Mandela? Because What did they say? If you stop playing that song, we'll free him? So. Is that what happened? I think that was the <laughs> what was going on. Um, there. Yeah, not. I mean, that song's not in my wheelhouse. I'm sorry, Troy, but um, but I trust that that's a great song. It wasn't a bad song. It wasn't a bad song. No, it wasn't a bad I, song I like at all. The horns, the instruments. Yeah, the, I like the, the <laughs> Is that a real horn? I sounded just like a real you horn, didn't I? Got a talent, Pat. Not bad. Not bad. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Um, what do we got next? Oh, okay. Since you're a Robert Plant fan and you like Led Zeppelin, this will be perfect. This is in our wheelhouse. And uh, I actually think this guy kind of nailed it with this. Let's find out. Hear my chair squeak? Now I can't get it to squeak. It squeaks when I don't want it to, and it won't when I want it to. Okay, here we go. Squeaky sure chair. squeak, though? Maybe. Maybe it's my knee. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's Tony Greathouse in East Alabama. And I love Led Zeppelin. Whoa. Whoa. What was that? Did you hear that? That, that, that was some okay. feedback right there. I'm going to back it up and see if it does it again, so brace yourself. <laughs> I just I don't know if that was something like that went through the for system us, right now, or, or if it was on the file. Yeah. Okay, let's find out. It's not hurting me, but I feel like it's like a, I'm waiting to get tased. Yeah. Okay, let's see what happens. Hey y'all, it's Tony Greathouse in East Alabama, and I love. Oh no, oh, it's on the file. <laughs> like most people my age, I became a bigger fan after the fact, early '80s. Probably found Robert Plant first, worked backwards. Is 1985 Shaken and Stirred a bad album? It's debatable. It's definitely dated. I give him respect for trying to try something new, but I just don't listen to it. But I've never, ever grown tired of Little by Little. So that's my choice for great song, bad album. I think it kicks in pretty good on 55 seconds. All right. Play it a little bit. We'll see. I'll cue it up. Pat, as always, I really enjoyed letting us play along with you. Enjoy the show. Love the show. Love the folks. And I have to tell you, y'all, be sweet. love this song it's a great song listen to that production little by little. I wish this guy would have produced that Black Sabbath album oh yeah little by little. The days by 
I think I'm going to agree with Tony because I don't listen to the Shaken and Stirred album that much, which must mean that it's not a great album. But that song is killer. What's sad is I believe that was yeah that was released as a single, and when when that's the single and you go in and you buy the album because of the single, and then the album's not Just, good. Yeah. It's so disappointing, so disappointing. But uh, yeah, pretty great, pretty great song. Good job, Tony. Um, oh, this is funny. If I had, if I would have known this, or if I would have looked down the playlist, which I didn't, but if I would have. I would have played this in conjunction with my Bon Jovi song because I forgot about this. So yes, here comes a Bon Jovi song. Let's go for it. All right. And then I'll hit you up for a song. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Kevin Hartbarger here coming to you live from Chicagoland. So I listen to a few different music podcasts. Uh, Rock Solid is my favorite, of course, but I like hearing other takes and perspectives. And I was listening to one a few weeks ago, though, that really confused me. The two hosts were comparing a couple of albums, and they both insisted that New Jersey was a better record than Hysteria. Can you believe that shit? I mean, everybody knows Bon Jovi is basically a singles band, and their albums are mostly filler. Needless to say, I unsubscribe from that other podcast, and they shall remain nameless. To be honest, Bon Jovi doesn't even have that many great singles, but I do like their first ever top four yet, peaking all the way up at number 39 <laughs> from their debut terrible album. Here is Runaway. Enjoy. And Pat, as always, thanks for having me. Who doesn't know the song? Oh, that guitar there. That is a fucking great song. It's an amazing song. And that album sucks. That debut Bon Jovi album is not good. It's just not. It took, uh, and the second one's not good either. They were lucky to be able to record a third so that it could be slippery and wet so that they could be famous. Uh, I do want to tell you that that song does not feature the Bon Jovi band. That was a song that I think John had recorded with some studio musicians and then they loved it so much and I, maybe they couldn't recapture what those studio musicians did so it was included on the debut album. I'm going to tell you who plays on that album. Roy Bitten plays keyboards. He's from the E Street Band. Still is in the E Street Band. Hugh McDonald plays bass. He's the current bass player from Bon Jovi and he's been there since I think 96 now. And rumor has it he played on a lot of the early stuff even though we saw Alec John such as picture on the album covers 
uh, Frankie LaRocca plays drums on Runaway, and that guitar is from Tim Pierce, who has worked with everybody. So I just wanted to give a shout out to the original musicians in case you thought that that was the actual Bon Jovi band. But people in the know probably knew. All right. What do you got for me, Chris? So this one I got um, The Principle of Moments by Robert Plant. Oh. You know, I'm not too fond of this album. I'm not sure a lot of people will, like, will agree with me at that. But a song from there I would say is Big Log. It's a great song. I don't even know what that song's about. I don't know, but it's good. <laughs> Big Log. Uh, let me open up my... Uh, let me see what else is on this. Burning Down One Side. I like that. I like Pledge Pin. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's the first album. Sorry. Fuck it. Let me let me back up. Principal Moments is his second album. Yes, it's the second. Uh, I like In the Mood, obviously. In the Mood is, yeah. Yeah, In the Mood. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. It's not great. It's like lackluster. It's lackluster. Here's Big Log, though. Have a long intro, do you know? That's uh, somewhat of it. I'm gonna jump up to vocals. sings the words big log in the song no so i don't know if it's about his penis or about uh or pooped his pants i don't know what it's about i have no idea it's one of the it can only be it can only be those two right it can't be anything else but that uh i just like the song because it progressively builds uh-huh. and then his yeah. voice his vocals yeah i just i love that the instruments everything it's a solid song yeah that is a solid song i agree i feel like i should play one off my favorite band one of their albums cheap trick is my favorite band i mean i mean the album the doctor is the one that people just don't care for came out in 1986 i like about half of it but you know it's not great but i do think the song they chose as the single which was it's only love there was also a video for it it's the first video to ever feature american sign language Oh, they have a the album's called The Doctor. So down in the corner, they have a guy like in surgeon's garb, and he's signing. But I do like this song, and so I'll play it from The Doctor, nineteen eighty six. They changed their sound up for this. They, it, it was really eighty sounding, but this is called It's Only Love. So we'll see what you think of this. I've heard this song. Oh, you have. Okay. 
So you've said you've heard it before. Do you like it? I do like it. All right. Yeah, I like that song. I think with different production, some of those songs would have worked better. But um, that was definitely the one to pick for a single. And um, I do like that song. Uh, good song on a bad album. That's the topic. We're almost done, Chris. We only have a couple more people. Let me make sure I didn't miss anyone because sometimes I change the batting order. You hanging tight? Do you need to go to the restroom or anything? No, I'm doing good. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Let's try... This now this this is a this is a song that came out in two thousand seven. So how old were you in two thousand seven? Two thousand seven, I was four. Four. Yep. So you're not real familiar with Lincoln Park at that age. No. Do you like the band Lincoln Park? I here and there. Like if someone says Lincoln Park, I go, oh yeah, that's a band. And then they say, do you like them? I'm like, I don't know anything about them. <laughs> but I know Lincoln Park's the band. Mm -hmm. I do know that. So let's find out what. I do like the singer. He has a. Chester, I forgot his name. Bennington? I think, I think so. Is that what it is? Not too. I think it, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up now. No, it's Chester. First to show my, my knowledge of a band that I know nothing about. Why can't I find his name? I always go to Wikipedia, right? That's the place to go. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, past members, Chester Bennington. I think he might have passed. Yes, he did. He did, he 2017 did. at 41. <gasps> Ugh, rock and peace, Chester Bennington. Okay, I did know him. Why did, why? why um, well, never mind. That's another topic. Uh, stay around, people. Here we go. Hello, Pat and Rockside listeners. This is Alex Peak here to talk about this month's episode titled Great Songs, Bad Albums. This band debuted as I was exiting high school, so I particularly missed all the hype that surrounded this band throughout the 2000s, and that would be Linkin Park. They showed up with the new metal wave that I just completely missed because it all started after I was out of my adolescent years. I personally just don't like their albums or care too much for their music, but again, that's just me and that's the point of this episode. However, they do have a song that I did come across from somebody else playing it for me, that I felt, hey, that's actually a pretty good song. And that song is Shadow of the Day off the album Minutes to Midnight. This is kind of where they started to make that transition into a different sound from their older sound, and that's probably why I ended up liking it, because it doesn't sound like anything else they ever did previously. So Pat, if you can take it about the 150 mark, you'll get a good idea of what the song's going for and what it's all about. Friends all plead for you Goodbye's the only way oh, 
Chris, I'll go first. I don't know why. Um, boy, I really like that song, and it, that wasn't what I expected a Linkin Park song to sound like at all. That just at all. just wasn't what I was expecting. What did you think of that? Not uh, same thing. I did not expect that. I didn't know Linkin Park had songs like that. As no, I didn't. didn't really, I haven't really listened to their discography besides huh. the top hits. All right, that was a good song. Good pick, Alex Peak. Great pick. That I call it a great peak. Oh. From Alex Pick. Wait, that's not right. <laughs> um, do you have another song for us? Because here's what's going to happen. We're going to play another one from you. Then we're going to play our last listener song. And then we're going to wrap it up. And then I'm going to close it out with a playout song. So what do you got? You got another one? don't have a song, but I have a band that you could pick any oh, album. Oh, I love this. What is it? Kiss. <laughs> okay, look. There's a Kiss album that I do not like. I think it's their worst album it is animalized. Oh my dear fucking God. Is is to me it's their worst album. You can fight me on it. We can argue, you know, tweet at me. You can at me on this one. I don't care. But it does have one of my favorite kiss songs of all time on this album. And it was the single, and it is track two on the album, and here it is. That's kind of an undeniable rock and jam. Yeah. Heaven's on fire. But man, does that album suck. We go right from that into a song called Burn, Bitch, Burn. Mm, not good. Chris, there's a lyric in there that you don't know, but everyone else in the show knows that I make fun of. It's called, it, it says, I want to put my log in your fireplace. <laughs> burn, bitch, burn. Way to go, Gene Simmons. Could always, that, always keeping it classic. Could that relate to Big Log? I think so. <laughs> Put a big log in your fireplace. But G, I, look, Gene's log is not big. That's why he talks a uh, big game. Uh, okay, this next one is cool because I remember this song and I remember this band because they were uh, on MTV a little bit in uh, in the early 80s. So uh, I'm sure you've never heard this song before, Chris, but uh, this is kind of fun. Throw it to me. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Hey, Pat, all you rock solid listeners out there and any guest hosts that may or may not be sitting in for this episode. This is Thomas Wallace from Florence, Alabama, with my submission for this great songs by bands with no good albums episode. I really wanted to choose one of the two Jim Steinman written tunes on the Streets of Fire soundtrack that are attributed to Fire, Inc., but that seemed like cheating, since that was merely a collection of session musicians put together simply to record those two songs and not a real band. Instead, I'll submit What's He Got by the producers from their 1981 self-titled debut album. 
This is an Atlanta-based new wave band that didn't have much radio success. But as early makers of music videos, this song and a couple of others were in regular rotation on MTV in its earliest days. That's where I discovered the song. Just started at the top, Pat, and as always, thank you for letting us participate in these episodes. about the band the producers but i remember when that song would come on mtv i would enjoy it chris did you like that on first listen yeah i did it was enjoyable all right good 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 job mr thomas wallace now i'm trying to scramble here for a playout song i I think i got one i think i got a good one i think uh i think people will agree that this is a, a great song from an album that's not great is it a bad album i don't know if it's a bad album but there's there's more bad songs than good songs so i'm gonna say it's a bad album but anyway, here we go. Chris, thank you for being here. Was this painless? It was painless. It was, was it fun? It was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you so much for having me. All right. One hour and 48 minutes is uh, how long it took. Did not feel that long. Didn't, right? Because it's no, fun. It, it's it's fun. fucking fun. It is fun. Uh, Chris, you'll be back for sure on uh, some type of a topic. We'll, uh, we'll get together and we'll figure out a topic that you and I can do without uh, listeners uh, interfering with their songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, Chris, are you on uh, social media at all? I am on social media. Where are you? What are you? What, what platforms? Uh, on Instagram. Do you want to give that out and people can follow you? Will you yeah, accept I, strangers following you? Yeah, I will. Um, I can give my band as well if you guys want to check do, that yeah, out. Yeah, do it all. Do it all. all right. Give it. This is your chance. All right. So This is the only payment you get. You get a fucking water and you get, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll give you a pin and a sticker and I kick oh your gosh, ass out of really? here. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, let's hear it. Say it slow so they can so write it down. My Instagram is Chris Kesenji. At Chris Kesenji, it's going to be C H R I S K E S E N C I. And for my band, if you want to hear some of our covers, which we're currently working on some, some original work, it's livewire.la. So check us out. All right, cool. Kasenji sounds like the name of like a metal band from like, like that would be, if you were like a guitar god in the <laughs> 80s, you know, and your band would, like Van Halen would be yeah. Kasenji. It's a pretty, uh, it's not bad. It's not a bad band name. I do like it a lot. Uh, we are at Rock Solid uh, Show. I no longer have my personal Twitter because when they removed that, uh, my legit blue check, uh, then, I, then I don't need it anymore. So, at Pat underscore Francis does not exist anymore, but you can find us at Rock Solid Show. You can go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show, episodes, and how to buy merch. We have great merch. I don't know if people buy it. They don't because I'm not seeing any money, but it's great. Just look at our merch page just for fun. Just look at it and you'll be like, oh yeah, those are cool. And I'm not buying that. And uh, what else do we got? Uh, Patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Also, everyone, thank you for bearing with me with um, 
some of the ad insertions for the past, I don't know how many episodes, I'm doing 10 ad insertions for U-Turn Audio. There's going to be one dropped in this show somewhere. And that's because um, they're sending me a new turntable and a new set of speakers because we just did some uh, tweaks to the upstairs apartment. And I thought, I'd like to, my vinyl's upstairs. I'd kind of like to have a turntable and speakers upstairs too. So uh, I'm getting that for free because I'm inserting those ads. (laughs) So thank you. Uh, And that was just an additional one. But anyway, Chris, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, It's a, it was a blast. Today's Thursday. Do you work tomorrow? I do work tomorrow. What time? Closing. Two to ten. Two to ten. Me too. We're going to fucking tear it up. We are going to fucking tear it up. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. You're going to probably be bragging about how you did my show and how cool it is. Yeah, I was on the show. Were you guys? Yeah. Were you fuckers? (laughs) Uh, And Chris, this will drop Monday. So if you want anyone to listen to it, it'll drop Monday. For sure. I'll let everyone know. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you being the first first person from work. There's going to be other people. I believe Tammy will be next. It's going to be Tam's Jams. Tam's Jams. And she sent me, uh, she sent me a list of her songs. I'm excited. So, uh, okay, my playout song is from the first solo album from Cars leader Rick Okasik. Or is it Okasik? I'm not sure. It's from 1982, and the album is called Beatitude. Or is it called Beatitude? People say it's called Beatitude. I say Beatitude. I don't know. Kind of sounds like beat a dude. <laughs> beat a dude or ratitude, <laughs> which is the horrible Weezer album. Now, <laughs> again, this is not a bad album, but I like less songs than I hate. Wait, I hate more songs than I like. Than I like, yeah. That's, that's how you that's, say that's, it. That's how you say but it. this one's undeniable, and there was a video for it, and this song is called Something to Grab For. So, Rock and Peace, Rick Ocasek. And everybody, please enjoy something to grab for. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Here we go.
find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car right in your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.